Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 14th. It is six minutes after 10. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. What? I'm looking at a picture of Terry Stacy. Yeah, you are. It's right in front of your face. Right now, if you head over to the Kendall and Casey uh, YouTube mm-hmm. feed, you will see in this hour mm-hmm. a very fabulous retro photo mm-hmm. of the queen of WIBC, the first lady of radio in Indianapolis, Hall of Terry Stacy, mm-hmm. uh, looking very, very well assembled. I like having her in the studio with us. It just puts a <laughs> smile on my face. Rob and I both share an office with Terry, and it's always good when yes. she's around. So you can see that now over at uh, WIBC, mm-hmm. uh, the Kindle and Casey uh, YouTube page. Okay, the stocks of regional banks fell following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Regulators tried to contain the damage. The Federal Reserve promised an investigation and President Biden urged calm. The declaration uh, did little to calm investors' fears, though. Bank stocks took heavy losses throughout the day. The indexes did rebound late in the afternoon, but uh, mostly remained flat. We've got, let's see, Bank of America slipped 5.8%. Charles Schwab tumbled more than 11%. Zion's Bank Corporation shed about 26%. PacWest Bank Court dropped 45%. Now, let me stop you because I realize that you are rolling there mm-hmm. on the financial institutions that are in trouble. Yeah. My question remains. Yeah. How did this happen when we were told very clearly by the government Mm -hmm. that this would not happen Mm -hmm. after all the government rules and regulations that were put in place in 2009? We were told, sweet daddy, government is here to save you. It is here to help you. And you need not worry ever again Mr. Peasant Consumer Man, because government has levied all sorts of regulations, rules, and taxes. I was talking with Matt, our boss, Matt Hiblin, yesterday about this. And basically, it appears all they accomplished was they raised a bunch of taxes, Mm -hmm. which ultimately, when banks get taxed, newsflash, it's like when any other corporation gets taxed, they just pass it on to you in terms of fees, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Banks do not, like other corporations, they don't pay taxes. So that's ridiculous if you want to tax corporations. So you are paying more in taxes. And clearly, the megacorps and the uber-rich were not punished at all based on the fact that crypto, we know in in this bank, Silicon Valley Bank, was allowed to be used as collateral, which is a big reason this happened. And clearly, the rich are being protected based on the fact that people with over $250,000 in this account, in these accounts, are going to be protected. So what happened was, and I saw this firsthand, the middle class, regular people, and this is what always happens during the tax increases or government regulation or whatever, are the ones who got screwed. And here's what I'm talking about. So when, before 2008, it was very easy in the state of Indiana to start a business and open an account and have your business up and rolling. You could almost do it in one day. And I did it multiple times with multiple small businesses. What you do, you go to the Secretary of State's office, you fill out a form, they approve it, you pay the fee, you get the thing stamped, boom, you're ready to go. You go to the bank, you hand them that form, and then based on that, they would open up an account for you. And congratulations, you have the small business account, 
Good luck. May your ventures be prosperous. About five years later, this must have been 2012 or 2013, I looked into, I had lost my mind and looked into starting another <laughs> small business. Mm -hmm. And in five years' time, the amount of paperwork and the time it took from the time you received your approval from the Secretary of State's office to being able to actually open an account, it was tenfold what it had previously been. And I walked out of there that day saying, I will never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never open another small business. And they told me at the bank, they said, this is all because of the rules mm -hmm. and regulations mm -hmm. that were put in place in the, in the Dodd-Frank Act in 2009. We don't want to do it. We don't like doing it. We think it's a waste of time. We clearly know who you are. You have multiple accounts at this bank. You're not a drug dealer. You're, you're not, you know, whatever but we have to do it. And so all that did, clearly, it didn't stop banks from collapsing. It didn't stop banks from making stupid choices. It didn't stop banks from making risky decisions. All it did was tax and punish the middle class, which is what government and taxes always do. Okay, you mentioned stupid decisions. In the case of Silicon Valley Bank, they hired a board that was obsessed with diversity. They invested $5 billion for a healthier planet. Uh -huh. They held month-long pride celebrations, but they had no chief risk officer for eight months last year. So they were watching over all sorts of diversity, equity, and inclusion, except for the actual money, which is what they were in the business of doing. Okay. So, Kev, I want to jump ahead. We're not going to do the Biden clip yet. I want to do this Barney Frank clip because mm -hmm. this is... This is everything in one audio clip. So Barney Frank mm -hmm. was the co-author along with a guy named Christopher Dodd. Christopher Dodd was a senator from Connecticut. Barney Frank was a, a, a congressman from Massachusetts. They wrote, it was called Dodd-Frank, mm -hmm. the uh, financial systems overhaul bill in 2009. 2010. Well, 2000. I, I'm, yeah, okay. It was past 2010, but it was. It, they began putting it together mm -hmm. as soon as Obama got in. That was yep. their top priority. Yeah, yeah. Yes, whatever. So, and the part of this, the big crux, if you remember at the time, was the banks are too big, they're too unaccountable, they're evil corporations. Mm -hmm. you, we must have Congress step in to clean these people up. We are the we are the crusaders. We are the fighters for you. We will defend you against these evil banks. Barney Frank was, along with Christopher Dodd, the main guy. The author of the bill. Uh, the banks were evil, the mm -hmm. financial institutions were evil, and mm -hmm. you need us to stop this. When Barney Frank got out of Congress... Where did he go, Casey? Signature bank. To a colossal mega bank. Mm -hmm. So this guy who told you, you need me to save you from these evil, awful institutions who for years and years and years pounded the drum and wrote the thing. Mm -hmm. What's he do when he gets out of Congress? <laughs> go straight to a bank. It would be like Rob Kendall taking a job in the Holcomb administration. Mm -hmm. That's what the equivalent of this is. These people are so full of crap you know why he took the job there? Because of the power, the prestige, and everything else that comes with being a part, a board member at a mega bank. He was lying to you. And what happened to the bank he's at now? <laughs> They're one of the ones who just went under. Yeah. So Barney Frank, who wrote, who was supposedly so knowledgeable and well-versed in finances and the financial institutions and lending and everything else. Mm-hmm joins this bank as a board member and apparently actually knew so little that his bank collapsed went kaput oh and this is the 
that meant collapse. This is why <laughs> these people in government, you shouldn't trust any of them. You shouldn't listen to any of them. They don't care about you. They don't like you. He, he went where the power and the prestige was. He's not actually against them. He just wanted to be in charge. And you'll love this. So he goes on Newsmax yesterday. Mm-hmm. And his reason that his bank went belly up mm-hmm. or got seized or whatever you want to call it was because the government is out to get crypto. <laughs> Listen to the deflection in this. So, Congressman, you were you're literally a board member uh, at New York based Signature Bank, the bank that that collapsed a day ago. Uh, what advice were you offering the bank leading up to last night? Well, we uh, we didn't collapse. We got collapsed. There's a very real difference between Silicon Valley Bank and our bank. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we were the victim, I think, of a contagion generated by Silicon Valley. There was a clear contagion. Um, I noticed even in some of the uh, newspaper articles noted the surprise. We I, I think that, that it was a mistake. We're going to get a, uh, an answer to that, by the way, because the FDIC will be selling our bank. I think somebody's going to get a very good deal because they're going to get to buy a bank that is in really pretty good shape. Um, and uh, we were aware of the interest rate risk and all the other factors. I think part of the problem was, from the regulator standpoint, uh, our bank had gotten involved in digital. Now, we did it in a very sound way. Uh, We were not ourselves heavily invested in digital as our uh, part of our base, but we allowed and facilitated our customers if they wanted to deal with each other in digital. But I think one of the things that's come out of this is the regulators sending a a clear signal to stay stay away from digital. Okay. that, that's, that's what caught, caused the problem for us. And what happened to us, just to answer your question specifically, on Friday, there was no sign of trouble until Friday when Silicon Valley failed because people said, oh, you've got a lot of high-end depositors and you've been involved in digital. Yeah. We began to lose deposits. That's what triggered it. So that's Okay. Fast. okay. Yeah. So excuse, excuse, excuse. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Excuse. Mm-hmm. Now his thing is, the government is just coming after us because of crypto. Mm-hmm. And I, these people are just so full of crap, Casey. Yeah. And it's fine to be full of crap unless you're the guy who wrote the law, <laughs> which was supposed to prevent the thing from, ever from happening, happening that happened to the bank that you were helping to oversee. He went on to say, it turns out digital has been a very destabilizing factor. No kidding. Really? You don't say. Yeah. He also said there's no way to predict if there's going to be a big sell-off or if the markets are going to calm down. But here he is. Playing the victim. It wasn't our bank. We weren't the problem. The guy who wrote the law that was supposed to keep this from happening. All right, Casey, when we come back, your choice. Mm -hmm. And these are two very, very, very worthy topics to discuss. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Pete Buttigieg? (laughs) Or do you want to talk about vasectomies? Oh, boy. You know what? Let's watch you squirm. Let's talk vasectomies. Yeah! (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
20 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at what's trending this hour. I'm excited about this one. The movie Air, Courting a Legend. So this is a biographical sports drama. The film is directed by Ben Affleck. It stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, Chris Tucker, and Viola Davis. Let's take a listen. You know when you get a feeling? I'm doing this 20 years. I've never had a feeling like this. You're going to see exactly what I see. This is what? Greatness. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. For a rookie who's never set foot on an NBA court. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Okay, so this is a movie that's about, it chronicles the Air Jordan shoe line and Nike and uh, how they enlisted Michael Jordan to be, Uh who was a rookie player at the time. It's coming into theaters on April 5th. You know, it is amazing how one person can make an industry or a business. Mm -hmm. It it is fascinating. I was uh, talking with somebody the other day at a a golf course about the impact Tiger Woods had on golf courses and golf communities Mm -hmm. and the amount of money, obviously, that he never saw any of. In this case, it is Michael Jordan literally made a entire shoe behemoth. Yeah. So that's cool. That might be an interesting movie. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Also trending today, it's Pie Day. 3.14. 3.14. And finally trending. That's, I mean, there's really not much more to say about it. Uh, hashtag Pi Day. And finally trending, President Biden, he accidentally revealed that Jimmy Carter has asked him to deliver his eulogy when he dies. Oh, and who, and who, why would one not want a guy who speaks to dead who, people. And who's known for bumbling yes, and gaffes absolutely. to deliver your eulogy. He he said it out loud, and then Biden said, ooh, I shouldn't say that. I have given very specific instructions mm-hmm. that um, when I kick the bucket, mm-hmm. if they are still around, that Hammer and Nigel oh. are to deliver my eulogy. That'll be entertaining. And let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> let it fly. Just go you with it. You know my rule in this, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not believe you should say anything different about somebody in death that you would not have said about them in life. Mm -hmm. So if people liked me when I died, say all the nice things. If people did not like me when I die, say all the things. Mm -hmm. I think the sugarcoating and the, oh, he was a great person. Mm -hmm. Bullcrap. Just say the things. Jimmy Carter is 98 years old and currently in hospice. All right, March, a special time for college basketball fans. Yes. They get to kick back on the couch, watch the two-week tournament known Mm -hmm. as March Madness. It's also a special time for urologists. Oh, wow. They see the games as the perfect time to peddle vasectomy. Oh, yes. 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 You see, though, you hear those ads a lot. Mm-hmm. You, I, don't, I don't know if you see them. I don't know if they're TV ads, but you definitely hear mm-hmm. the, uh, especially on like the sports stations. Yeah. The get a vasectomy ads are in full force. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this kind of started about 15 years ago. Vas. Madness is oh, what one of the sure. specials was called. Yeah. And now it's just catching on in urology departments all across the country. There's uh, one in Akron, one of the largest healthcare systems in Ohio. They're on their seventh annual VAS Madness campaign. Oh, wow. And uh, they say that urologists are going to perform more than 150 vasectomies. Their typical volume is about 15. Now, I've talked to multiple people who have had these, mm-hmm. and apparently... 
in multiple cases, people have told me they didn't even know the procedure was complete, and they said, okay, you may go now. Right. It's very fast Mm -hmm. in many cases. Mm -hmm. The shot that you have to get to numb the area in question is apparently the only part of it, and then you're out the door Mm -hmm. in a fairly quick manner. There is a a bit of shaving involved. And uh, so a lot of the slogans make this march a slam dunk Uh with a snip to your junk. Okay. Okay, because there's saying, you know, this is a good time just to sit on the couch, Mm -hmm. doctor's orders, don't do anything, Mm -hmm. don't lift anything, just sit there on the couch, watch some basketball with your bag of frozen peas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And some doctors even give away swag, sweatbands and blankets and and perhaps even tickets to the tournament for when you recover. Sure, yeah, So make that appointment early in the tournament so that maybe by the end you can actually go see a game. Why wouldn't you you want to give away tickets in exchange for getting your junk snipped? Apparently NCAA says, now wait a minute guys, with your branding, be careful because they currently do not have an official urologist for the NCAA tournament. Oh, sure, yeah, they don't want anybody uh, profiteering off (laughs) them. Right, right, that's for sure. Uh, One uh, one urologist said that he even creates a playlist to go along with the oh, event, like yes. Big Balls from ACDC uh-huh. or uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me from oh, Culture Club. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Casey. My mind may change on this as the years roll on, mm-hmm. but I just don't see myself engaging in the uh, snippage behavior. You never know. You never know. You I, might change your mind. I feel like a part of me would, you know die that day. <laughs> if the urologist does it right, you are correct. It's 1026. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yo, Casey. Yeah. Would you be upset if you lost $111,000? Ah, no problem. Yes. Well, check this out. 96% of Americans lose an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. $111,000. And it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Good morning. It's Kendall and Casey. And you can learn how you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery. He's your retirement guy, right? here in Indy. And if you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis right now by calling 317-932-9912. This free customized analysis shows you exactly how to get the most out of your Social Security benefits and it won't cost you a dime. Call 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's our phone number. It is 1031 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, a message, we'd love to hear from you. All right, so we got a bevy of phone calls on a variety of topics, Mm -hmm. and first person wanted to talk about the topic that I think we will be discussing almost every day over the next 12 months, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Okay. Hey, Rob and Casey. This is James Allen. I love the show. Rob, congratulations on the baby. Mm. Anyway, let's get to the point. I believe that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump should run on the same ticket Mm. for president and vice president. Just the thought. Love the show. Take care, you two. 
All right, so here is the problem with that, is that as currently constructed, mm-hmm. they both are from the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And... Ron DeSantis clearly will continue to be from the state of Florida based on the fact that he is the governor. And for a variety of reasons, I don't see Donald Trump moving out of Florida. <laughs> so uh, he could go back to New York. Well, he could. Although that Letitia, what's her name, Letitia James? He would be very, for a variety of reasons, really opening himself up mm-hmm. to a whole bunch of stuff if he were to leave the state of Florida. So Mm -hmm. the problem with that is that now two people from the same state can run together. It is not illegal. That is a misconception that two people from the same state cannot run together for president and vice president. However, and it appears to be, you know, I, I got this phone call and so I looked into it and read from a variety of sources. I think there is on the left and the right agreement that likely the electoral votes from Florida based on the Constitution would not count if those two ran together. There's a good chance at least maybe for one of them, maybe not both, likely both, maybe not both. It's a very gray area, but it would it would pro- the risk associated with that would not be worth it because you'd run a total just pick them at the Supreme Court on how it would get interpreted and without the the 30 electoral votes I think is what Florida is at now it would be very hard for a Republican to win the presidency or the vice presidency mm-hmm. well Trump is never going to step down he's just going to keep going right, right. DeSantis has to officially announce mm-hmm. that he is running. Sure. But at this point, Trump takes it as a slap in the face that Ron is running, if he does run, by calling it names like, you know, DeSanctimonious mm-hmm. and things of that nature, where they used to be on the same side of things. Mm-hmm. They're not anymore. Sure. So. Well, and also, you tend to, and it doesn't always happen, but you tend to balance out your ticket someone who brings you something that you do not already have. And in the case of Ron DeSantis, we have no idea whether he will be, and we're going to probably find out here real soon, whether what sort of campaigner he actually mm-hmm. is. Now, in Florida, when he ran on a record, he did a very good job. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not at the top of the ticket, you're not running on your record. You're running on the record of the guy you are a cheerleader in chief, which sure. for all the things you want to say about Mike Pence, when it was beneficial for him to be a cheerleader for Donald Trump, because that's what the Pence family does. They're total opportunists. He was very good. He was a very disciplined messenger as a cheerleader in chief. I have no idea whether Ron DeSantis would be good at that or not. He wasn't an overly great campaigner when he ran before he was the governor, based on the fact that he almost lost to Andrew Gilliam, who we all saw how that ended up for him. It was not a strong candidate. So I don't see that happening. I do not see Donald Trump, for a variety of reasons, picking Ron DeSantis, if indeed he's the nominee. Yeah, I could see him picking someone like Nikki Haley. They worked together in the past, and someone like Nikki Haley might balance out a bit of his craziness or bring in the suburban moms that he turns off when he says, horse face Stormy Daniels. Well, Trump needs a shameless subservient in order to 
be his running mate. And somebody's going to hear that, and they're going to be mad. And you know and how people. And that's not going to be Ron DeSantis, right? Right. And, and so what? I, but what I'm saying by that is Mike Pence was the perfect pick because Mike Pence only cares about power and his political ambition because he wanted to be in politics since he was old enough to tie his shoes. The the brothers that I mean, the, look at the brother. I mean, look at Greg Pence. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, that guy. What he did with Keel Brothers is totally disgusting, and he shows his face left and right with zero shame. That family has no shame. They only care about power and prestige. And Mike Pence, who we all know what Mike Pence thought of Trump, we all know what certainly Mike Pence's wife thought of Trump, mm-hmm. and they just said, "Well, screw it. We'll we get it to go anyway. be vice president." Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of person Trump is going to need. And 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 that will have it, that is not going to be Ron DeSantis. That's you're right. It's going to be somebody like Nikki Haley who needs the power, the prestige, the whatever, mm-hmm. and will eat and defend mm-hmm. whatever mess Trump gets himself into. Yeah. Okay. Uh, remember yesterday, somebody was calling the show. They were praising us for something. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was I don't know. We did something great, and they were, they were saying. I think he was uh, happy about you oh, speaking yes. about your That's religion. Right. Yes, and it your was. Faith. Yes, yes, and we talked about how. I have started sharing my faith more on this show for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because we need more people to speak openly about it so that people are also comfortable in sharing their faith because people tend to get ostracized. They tend to get alienated. They can't tend to get name called. They tend to, society tries to act like you're some lunatic right winger if you dare profess that you are a believer. And uh, also, I do it because I feel like that word needs to inject itself into the large amount of people who hate listen to this program every day because I feel like it would be good for them. <laughs> and some guy called with a methodology. Well, mm-hmm. We called it the, he was saying how, how great he thought it was that we were share, uh, sharing our faith. And then he talked about this how method that mm-hmm. he had. Do you remember that? Yeah. What does that stand for? How. Honest, open-minded, willing. Yes. And that's how he judges things and is open to things. And then somebody called about that. Hi, uh, bless the man who spoke to you earlier today uh, about how Ecodedia, which means the uh, the honesty and open mindedness and willingness, <laughs> that is a tenet of AA and any other twelve step program, and they work if you work them. Take good care. I love you both. Hmm. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, it's a good tenet to have. Yeah. How? Be honest. Be open minded. And be willing. All right, a guy called yesterday. We posed the question because we were talking about Pence. He was slamming Trump at the gridiron dinner. He Mm -hmm. was acting, you know, again, despite the fact that just days before the certification of the election, he was giving a speech in Georgia where he was calling big questions about the election. We're going to look into it. We're Mm going to blah, blah, blah. And I asked the question that I often do. Would anyone like to call our hotline at 317-684-8444? All the Pence gravy trained people who couldn't run a rallies if they're life depended on it, but have risen to high-ranking government positions because they're uh, coattail riders for decades, we're welcome to call in mm-hmm. and tell us what the signature accomplishment of Mike Pence, you can do it as a congressman, mm-hmm. you could do it as a governor, Yeah. any of the- Vice near, president? Well, I don't count the vice president because he didn't have anything to do with that. Okay. Uh, but the near 20 years before a decade and a half that he spent before he uh, latched on to Trump- uh, you're welcome to call. We have yet to receive a real phone call about anything of merit and all the time we've been putting this out there, but someone uh, did call about that. Comment about Mike Pence. Uh, I cannot think of anything 
uh, any accomplishment, any uh, bills passed or anything uh, when he was a congressman. And uh, things weren't bad and things weren't good when he was governor. But um, I'm wondering what Trump, where Trump was coming from. Surely Trump knew Mike Pence could not reverse the electoral votes and, and the counts uh, from each state. But could Mike Pence have refused to confirm it, just stand there or call in sick or something, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, which would have delayed it. Maybe that's where Trump was coming from when he thought Mike Pence could do something, because I, I don't know that Trump ever used the word reverse the decision, the electoral votes and the general population votes, but I'm going to rely on uh, Rob's knowledge of government. Uh, I always learn something listening to your program, so maybe uh, that could be looked into, or am I a dummy and got it all wrong? Okay, so again, I really want to put this out there, that if you are a Pence Gravy Train person, you need not give your name. I'll probably know who you are, but we won't give your name. Please call the hotline at mm-hmm. 317-684-8444. You can do his time in Congress. You can do his time as a governor. What is the signature accomplishment? I mean, all those years of grifting, I mean, working right uh, for the taxpayers. <laughs> you can include uh, Greg Pence in there, too. What is Greg's signature accomplishment? I mean, you don't have to talk about Keel Brothers Oil Company. You don't have to talk about all the money he left that local bank holding the bag on. You don't have to talk about the millions of dollars in envi- environmental cleanup that the taxpayers were responsible for because of Keel Brothers. You don't have to mention any of that about Greg or Mike. You can just tell us, Greg. Greg or Mike, what is the signature accomplishment? Because we really want to know what that is. And I know you Pence gravy train people out there, you're licking your chops at him running for president. Be a great time to put that out there for the people of Indiana. Three one seven. You keep saying you people. He's like pulling at one percent. What people? Oh, I know. I I could. <laughs> when we get off air, I'll start naming names of people that I know okay. already have signs in their yards. Okay. Okay. So as to this, maybe we'll actually do a segment on this sometime in the near future because here is the here is what this gets down to. I don't think anybody's saying Mike Pence could just wave a magic wand and have declared this election is invalid. But there are certainly things related to objections, which is why there's actually a certification process. It involves a House and a Senate member and then people separating and conferring and exhaust you know, I think the issue for people is there not only were not all avenues exhausted They weren't even tried, Mm -hmm. which is fine if Mike Pence believes Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes, which is weird that he would believe that because just days before the certification, he's in Georgia talking about serious concerns that he has. And we're going to look into it. Well, if you can't do anything, why didn't you have the cojones in front of those tens of thousands of people in Georgia to stand up there and go, look, I'm just a ceremonial figure. It's a fait accompli. It's already been decided everybody joe biden got 81 million legal votes everybody go home mm-hmm. mike pence didn't do that right he was talking about we're going to look into it mike pence is the reason people got ginned up mike pence set the expectations oh my gosh something might happen he did it mike pence did it and he didn't have the guts if he truly believed he didn't have any power mm-hmm. to stand up there and go don't waste your time on me man 
I'm just a ceremonial figure. I'm going to confirm this. Have a nice day. That's an interesting take that he got everybody ginned up. And then when they showed up, whoa. But that's what Mike Pence does. Mike Pence gives incredible speeches. Mike Pence is an incredible orator. Mike Pence is completely void and empty when it comes to actually following through and actually fighting. Look at his record as a congressman. Mm -hmm. It's it's deficits. It's ill-begotten wars. It's mass spending. Look at his record as a governor. It's, uh, again, mass spending, mass enhancement of socialized medicine, lying about opting out of Common Core and costing us a bunch of money. The Pence family, Mike Pence, Greg Pence, are great at one thing. They're great at taking a dump wherever they are, looking at it and going, somebody ought to clean that up. You said he was a great orator and a great fighter, and that's exactly what he's doing with Pete Buttigieg right now with the whole maternity, paternity leave comment. Yeah. He said uh, Pete's the only person in human history to have a child and everyone else gets postpartum depression, and now Pete Buttigieg is going after him. Those, yeah. those two are having a bit of a, a squabble. Mike Pence is great at reading other people's words. He should be, that's what he should do. He should be a guy that reads books. Mm. You know, the, what do they call those? Audio, audio, audio books. He'd yeah. be great. He'd be great at audio books. Hammer's coming up next. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. We're going to do another round of Biden madness. We are. But I will say that every time I hear this song that uh, Kevin's bumping on the ones and twos over there, mm-hmm. Warren's Cherry Pie, yeah. I'm reminded of one of the great videos of all time, the Hammer and Nigel <laughs> car wash video. Mm. Did you ever see that, Casey? I have seen it. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Who, who's the good looking guy in that video? Jason Hammer. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, and you were- somebody else I'm thinking. Here's the thing, though. You were actually, I think, fatter then than you are now. Yes, I was. I was at... Comedy comes when you're at your absolute worst, yeah. right? Like, if Farley were in shape, that Chicken, Chippendale skit yep. wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the Hammer and Nigel show car wash was funny, because I was really fat. And then Ben Polizzi's, of course, like, really good looking, yeah. and Nigel still Nigel. Well, and my favorite part was that people go, oh, I think it was Maddie was the woman in the car, used to work here. People were going, oh, poor Maddie, she was subjected to those two fat, gross men. And you're sitting there going, she got to sit next to Ben Polizzi with his shirt off for a couple hours. Hour. She was fine. Maddie was fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's going on with Biden madness? So regional finals kicked off yesterday and we had the number 12 seed, the upset winner taking on the number four seed. Okay. So this is something you can still vote on. On Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel, you have until around 4.30 to get your vote in. Which one's more ridiculous do you want to see advance? The upset winner, the one that beat Get Ready Bow uh-huh. the first mm-hmm. round, was when Joe Biden was talking about some headaches that he used to have uh, back in the day. And at one point says the doctors would be forced to cut his head off multiple Mm -hmm. times to check and see if he had a brain, Mm -hmm. but also very underrated. We also get a, anyway, in the clip. (laughs) And I had uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a, a, a... Anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, (laughs) see if I had a brain. 
Got to take top of a head off a couple he, times. He's like uh-huh. that. Remember Hannibal when Hannibal Lecter is eating Ray Liotta's brain in the uh, <laughs> the second uh, Hannibal Lecter movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I picture going on there with Biden. So that's going head to head with the number four seed. And again, there's a lot going on in this clip too. Joe Biden trying to describe America in a single word. Mm which doesn't work out, and then somehow it spins off into this bizarre discussion of him going through the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, and he ends it with, you can't prove that. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with <laughs> Xi Jinping, traveling with him. And that's we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. 17,000 miles. What the hell's he doing with Xi Jinping hanging out? Are they going eastbound and down? Are they trying to get a bunch of cores across the border? Uh, 17,000 miles. A long way to go and a short time to get there. You can't prove that. I want this one to win because I believe your first clip was a beneficiary of bow harvesting in round one. Uh, just like those people out there in Pennsylvania. That was like how Fetterman won. So I want the uh, one where he just starts talking about his time with Xi Jinping to win just because that first clip, I think, cheated in round one. So you're not even voting for something. You're voting yeah. against, against well, that's something. How I, that's how I usually do it, Hammer. There's very right. few people to usually vote for. I just vote against someone. Hey, by the way, why is IU getting done so dirty and playing at 9.55 on a mm-hmm. Friday? Purdue has a real nice time. 6.50 in the evening. Now, I will say, if you've watched the Hoosers this year, they've played better late at night than they have at good times. Yeah. So maybe this is somewhat of a blessing. Uh, Kent State's, the Mac squad, a lot of drama in this game because Kent State's coach used to be an assistant at Indiana mm-hmm. when Kelvin Sampson was oh. the coach. And if you remember, it was a little controversy yeah. about thousands and thousands of illegal recruiting phone calls. Uh-huh. Well, the dude making the majority of the calls is now Kent State's coach. So you, did I do something wrong? You guys can answer if I did something bad last night. So my wife and I filled out our brackets, and she's reading the names off of the teams to me because she doesn't know. And Alabama's playing two, a winner of a play-in game. Right. So there's just a bunch of letters, and she reads off all the letters to me about, can Alabama beat SMDVG7? Yes. And I said, yes, absolutely. You should have them going to the Final Four. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Tuesdays with Tony. We got the big stories of the day and another matchup in Biden madness. Excellent, Hammer. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.